When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Episode 49, I've got the number down of the blathering. I'm Ken Napsok. This is the podcast that won't die, at least the podcast feed. And I'm here for the long haul, and I'm happy you're listening to me or maybe watching me on uh, Patreon, where the video-only version currently lives. I have decided, absolutely, we're going to start doing some more uh, public-facing YouTube stuff. I'm putting some clips out now. This is a hard show to clip out because... I just spew a lot of crap for a long time, and I have 59 points squished into 59 seconds, so bear with me that. But I'm going to put some more YouTube shorts out there. I'm having a lot of fun on the YouTube side. Also putting some Fortnite clips out there that I'm having some fun with. This is an advertisement. It's an advertisement for all my uh, things I do out there. Uh, no one, in all the time that I've done that. Um, anyways, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. All right. Actually, oh, no, you know what? Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to keep recording. Are we, are we live? No, we're not live. We're taped. Uh, I, I mentioned this last week, but I want to get the the definite, uh, definitive, I should say, information out there on our buddy, Jeff Saunders, who is uh, um, shaving his head and probably, I think, his beard. Who knows? Why stop there? To raise money for childhood cancer research uh, with the Shaving Live 2023 St. Baldrick's fundraiser. I talk about this a lot. If you want to know more about it on my YouTube channel, uh, and I think probably maybe even on the podcast feed, but definitely go to the YouTube version so I can get a couple cents to uh, buy some bread with. Uh, I interviewed Jeff Saunders last year around this time on Ken Goes Live. And we learned a little bit more what, what he does as, as a nurse in this facility and what he's done with the fine folks at St. Baldrick's for a long time now. His event is in New Brunville's, uh, Texas. Brunville? Brunville's. They'll probably poke me with some cattle horn for saying that wrong. But New Braunfels, Texas is where he's based. And this is a, a wonderful event. Uh, there's a, It's a good cause, to say the least. And they've got uh, a bigger goal um, to, to raise money to get this research going and just care for these kids who are doing things, uh, you know, getting through things tougher than uh, you or I. The big event is on March 4th, uh, 1 to 5 p.m. So if you're out there, go to the, the Fairheight County store. And watch Jeff shave things or get shaved. Uh, they have a fundraising goal. Uh, right now, the goal is at, uh, it's 2,500. Uh, and, well, they're looking at uh, 853 right now. Let's get that up. Let's get that up. I'm waiting for some allowance money to come in. I'll be honest. Uh, you know, waiting for some allowance money to get in. But be like a recent donor like John Mariano. Johnny M. from Long Island is on the recent donors list. So, you want to find out more information? Uh, let me know. Reach out. Follow Hillbilly Scribs on Twitter or go to this site. If you're looking at the video version, I should have been more prepared and put up a title card. But here we are in a world where I'm not prepared. St. 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 Baldrick's.org slash participants slash Jeff Saunders 2023. Not Sanders, Saunders. He's dignified. SaintBaldrick's.org slash participants slash Jeff Saunders 2023. Now you can go to SaintBaldrick's.org and just find a link and donate to the overall cause. But this is Jeff's 
a specific fundraising link and goal and uh, support him. He is, is truly, I've mentioned him several times and, and go check out that interview. He's a sweetheart. I have seen him assault Del Taco food while drunk in Anaheim. Different story, different story. But he is an angel among us and I want you to help him out. And 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 um, if you're a listener to this show, um, you're a friend of mine and a friend of Jeff's. So head on over there. That that uh, that housekeeping uh, needed to be done, and I'm glad I did it up top. I'm glad I remembered this time here. But there's uh, here's how I want to go with this. Uh, if you're listening, if you're listening, uh, uh, you know, you're just hearing my um, my voice, and, and God bless you for getting through that. Uh, but if you're on the Patreon page and you got the video version, and and by the way, there's going to be some, I'm going to I'm absolutely going to do something public facing with the video side, live streams. Clink Clink, the happy hour show is in, is finally uh, merging back in my soul of something I want to do. Um, but uh, if you watch the video version, am I drunk? No, I just have an energy drink. I can't focus. It's been it's been a day. Um, now I can't. Now I've got into this is a disaster. I don't edit things out on this show. What you hear is what you get. My throat is like trying to attack me right now. I'm starving. I taped this. I recorded this before I went to the grocery store. I should have gone to the grocery store and got like an enchilada and stuffed it into my gullet and recorded this episode. Would have been better for it, but I'm not. I'm here. If you watch the video version of the show is what I'm goddamn trying to say is I, I have this, uh, the lighting, the same lighting used for pop rock and radio. And to be fair, no one has ever uh, really questioned me on it. I've, some have actually gone out of their way to say they like it. Uh, no one has uh, publicly condemned me for it. Privately, maybe. Maybe there's some old uh, co-workers of mine who see it and see clips and are like, what, what the hell is this guy doing? What, what is Knapsack doing in, in the dark? Uh, you know, but here's the thing. I'll tell you what I'm doing. Distancing myself from you. That's what I'm doing. Uh, so this this happened by accident. I was doing pop rock and radio the first time live and I was getting set up, getting the camera set up. And I have uh, the, the LED lights. Which of all these streamer starter pack cliches in the world, I'm okay with that one. I, I don't know. I kind of like them. They're, I leave these on a lot, even when I'm not in the studio. It's just kind of nice, calm mood lighting in a way. What mood am I getting into? Nap time. But I, I like them. I like them. So I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I know everyone has them now and that's okay. Who, who gives a crap if you have them and everyone else does? Life's short. Get LED lights. All right. I, I even got some, you can't, I can't show you all, but my, my computer, my under, the underneath, the undercarriage of my computer, giggity, uh, my desk now has them. So I can see while I type in the dark, because I'm, I'm often just in the dark, like this show, like this show. No one's questioned me on it. I've only been encouraged on it, but I'm so glad I chose this method today because uh, you really can't see. If this camera was functioning uh, in the light, not the dark, you would see that I have a pretty nasty cold sore on my lip. I it, it, And there's a lot of shame as a human attached to admitting that, right? I got a cold sore. People think you're an STD-laden hobo. And I want to be clear, I have a soft spot in my heart for all the hobos. Homelessness is a problem, big problem in the LA, in the world. And I don't ever want to be one of those people that looks lightly at that situation. But at the same time, got to be honest, that's what you all think when you see a cold sore on anyone. 
maybe the shame should be on you, not on me. Because I have a lot of shame. I don't, I've never, I'm not one of those people that's ever had cold sores. Never, unless it's a virus that lay dormant in my lips for years, like nothing, nothing. The last year and a half, as the stress levels have risen in my life, like the stress has been bursting out of me. Like an alien in that science fiction movie called, can't remember the title, but that's what's going on. This happened in a second. I'm not, when you're thinking, Ken, that's scientific impossible. I was recording for Center and I felt a little tingle on my lip. And I, and I always get them in the same spot, which that might be the sign. Is that sort of a lip stigmata? I don't know. You tell me. Pray for me. But I felt the tingle and I went, oh, okay. Finished the episode five minutes later. Said goodbye to Joseph. Got off my microphone and went, oh, my God. I've got a spider. There's a baby spider nest. There's an egg of spiders in my lip. It was so swollen and painful. How many of you are eating? How many of you have stopped eating? So, uh, yeah, I'm glad you can't see it. And I'm glad life finds a way. I was supposed to this, this week I was supposed to, I had, I had auditioned for something really cool and I passed all the auditions and I got told by uh, one of the producers, things are looking good for you. Clear the 23rd of February. Clear it, okay? And it was awesome. Love that. Let's do this. Um, didn't get it. So, <laughs> silence. A cold wind has gone through that uh, that uh, part of uh, that endeavor. So, I'm glad because then I would have been on set for this cool thing. With uh, a swollen lip, like I was uh, an extra in Rocky Five. That's the bad one, right? The real bad one. Yeah, it would have been me. Would have been me. Uh, so, anyways, all that. Ten minutes in the show. I've said one important thing: support Jeff Saunders. Two other things in my, you know, my dumb life. I got too much stress, and now it's all coming out through my lips. Giggity, I guess. I don't know, and I don't know what to do with it anymore. I don't know what to do with it anymore. I, I see. You know, I I keep trying to do this thing where we're plugging into the world. And then the world kind of, you plug into the world, you look at the news, and every week you're like, well, I'm going back into my hole, which is dangerous. It's probably how we uh, how we keep getting into this kind of stuff. Uh, so with apologies to anyone who wants me to talk about world events, maybe I'll get to them in the second half of the show. I, I don't know. I don't. I just don't know. I, I also, because I just look at the stories. I look at a tweet from Marjorie Taylor Greene. I just go, I just don't know. I just don't know what we're doing here. And, but anyways, here's what's on my, here's where I'm at, man. Here's, here's what's going on, friends. When, when do you know, when do you know that something is truly a failure? That something that you tried doesn't, doesn't work or isn't working? And when do you really accept that it's you or when do you have to face the truth that it's some circumstances and what do you, what do you do? What do you do when you wake up every day and you feel as though you're putting your best effort forward, that you are actually trying, that you're trying to separate yourself from the bitterness? I've mentioned a couple times on here, uh, I am really, really racked and wrecked with bitterness towards the industry that I ended up in, the digital media movie talk industry. 
a lot of the people in that industry, not so much for the success, but for just who they continue to be and who they continue uh, to be allowed to get be like that they get away with who they are as shitty people. And by the way, that's any interest. You could be selling insurance right now. And there's someone in your office or like that mother bleep is just got to go, but everyone keeps promoting them or he keeps getting opportunities. Right. It mostly it's probably a white male, but I, I, I just, I, I'm devastated by that bitterness and you, I, you know, you have to let it go. Well, of course you have to let it go. And I don't believe, I don't think there's a difference between like, say, bitterness and righteous anger. Righteous anger can fuel you. It can start a fire. I don't think it can keep the fire going. I think that's a danger. But bitterness is not. Don't confuse bitterness for anger. Don't confuse bitterness for inspiration. It is an anchor. And I have been stuck at the bottom of the ocean for a long time. And I'm trying to take the steps daily hourly to defeat it and it's hard it's hard i have uh, muted and blocked uh, channels that i don't need to be around anymore twitter feeds i don't need to be, be need to be around anymore i just need to stay and do what i want to do and be happy with it and be confident in it but when you keep running headlong into brick walls where do you go without this isn't me asking uh, or, or, or telling, excuse me, I'm so confused, I'm so fucking confused. This isn't me telling you all. This is I'm asking. How do you know? What do you do? There's self reflection and there's self work that always needs to be done. And there's sometimes just looking at it and going, I guess this is this is what it is, and I need to move on from here. I you know, bitterness. The problem I have with bitterness. Why I'm so Angry at bitterness. Why well, I'm bitter at bitterness is, like I said, it's an anchor. But it is it 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 boils down to what you feel you deserve versus what others, and compared to what others are getting, and that's not always correct. I try to be self aware. I try to be confident, but also uh, humble. And I think sometimes it mashes up into I don't deserve anything. But in my heart, I think I do. And that boils over into bitterness where you see something else. Sometimes it's it's not even, I've talked about this before in the blathing where sometimes you see others, what they're getting and you're like, how dare they? And then you kind of stop. But this is easy to do in the entertainment industry, but whatever it is in your job or your life, right? Maybe, maybe you're like your shitty neighbors just put in a pool and you're like, how dare they get a pool? I want, I deserve a pool, but I can't afford a pool. And then you kind of realize, I don't want a pool. One time out of the year, I might want to slide into the pool with a Corona and enjoy life for 23 minutes. Because after about 23 minutes in a pool, your life needs to go in a different direction, right? Like, you're like this... Things are sticking to me, and uh, I'm I'm dehydrated yet covered. I'm surrounded by water yet this beer's dehydrated. It's a weird thing. Twenty three minutes is the max for a pool, and I think some other things. But then you so you realize, well, then why 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 do I? I just don't like my neighbor, and I just don't want them to have good things because I think I deserve good things, but I don't want the pool. I feel that a ton in the entertainment industry. I feel that a, I feel I felt that a ton in my career. 
Like I, I want, there's some stuff I want in standup right now that I didn't used to want. And that's, that caused me to leave standup before, you know, again, analyzing this, this question I have of when do you know it's not working? When do you know it's not you? Or when do you know it's a situation you shouldn't be in? Or when do you know it's just simply that was fun, but it's time to go. Which I think is a positive way to look at it. That it's not so much a failure, but it's just a time for a new season. I think that's, I think that's, Okay, to think of it in those ways. How, but how do you know? It's a fine line. It is a fine line. Right? And back in the, back in the stand-up days, early stand-up days, I'd see people who every week, and I had my friends and the ones I was rooting for, then other ones you're like, I was neutral to, but then you had the, the shitty ones. And not just on stage, but just as people. And you saw them get great success. And saw them touring on the road three weeks out of the month. And I remember being jealous. But then at the time, I didn't want that. At the time, I didn't. Now, I, I, you could put me on the road three weekends out of the month, and that's a good time. My October was wonderful. And, uh, late last year, uh, Ellis and I uh, and, and Sturger on one of the trips traveling around. Uh, it was such just, it was, I love it. I love hotel. Someone asked me this at dinner the other day. Uh, it was a great question, good conversation. They were talking about what's, you know, relaxation and going to the desert and and maybe, uh, you know, taking the fun kind of mushrooms is something I've never done. Um, but, eh, you know, maybe in the desert I would, right? Uh, and they, they kind of, so they kind of were like, don't you want to do that? Like, isn't that relaxing? And I was like, no, eh, it might be. And it's definitely for you. My idea of relaxing is an airport a hotel lobby bar and check it into a Hilton. That's my idea of relaxing. There's no greater feeling than swiping that key and walking into that room. And I don't know what happened in that room. There could have been an orgy and a murder the weekend before. It doesn't matter to me. It's a suspended disbelief. It is pure relaxation for me. That's my way of relaxing. Um, but so all that to say, like back then though, I didn't want that in stand up. And so that, that, that caused me to leave stand up. In about 07, 08 range. Did I, do I wish I would have stuck through it? Yes, absolutely I do, but for different reasons. But for that reason, I think I was proud of that decision. At that time in my life, the effort that I would have needed to put into stand-up to then go on the road and get those gigs was going to take some time and energy away from maybe other things I was thinking of trying or thinking of doing or maybe should have done. And then I played it out in my head. I also at the time had a full-time job. I couldn't imagine leaving. And it was truly difficult to leave. But I was like, okay, I'm jealous about this person. I'm bitter that that person's getting this, getting this idea, getting this, getting this gig. I'm bitter at them, but I don't want what they want. So why is that the case? Why am I doing that? Why am I letting myself be burdened by this idea, this inflated sense of self, this inflated sense of, well, I deserve that. Well, of course, we all deserve nice things. What they have shouldn't affect yours, but it's hard to separate. And the stress is building. I, I, I always I'll hesitate to talk about money on a, on a podcast that I put out there for hopeful profit and have a Patreon page uh, asking for your support. So I, I say this sincerely, not joking. I'm fucking joking around. If ever I talk about being struggling financially, everything, I don't want anyone out there to, to take that wrong. I just want it to be honest. I just did today two and a half hours of surveys on a website to get points to cash in rewards. You know what I got? $5.25 for two and a half hours worth of work. 
And in the middle of all that, some other folks I used to work with are celebrating giant successes they've had recently. And one of them is an absolute horrendous person. Borderline sociopathic, would love him to be dealt with kind of person. And here I am trying so hard to determine my way forward, doing surveys on this website to do what cheese do I like and have ever, you know, had measles and do I understand, do I have Disney plus? I got $5.25 for two and a half hours worth of work. I see that. And it's hard to not be crushed by that. It's hard not to be angry. It's hard not to be better, but that's the thing, right? You got to rise up. You got to rise up. But how do you all know? And how do you all know when it's time to make the big changes? If you used to listen to the Knapsack Files back in the day, number one, God bless it, the episodes are still there. I'd like to take some of them down to some of the people, but hey, what are you going to do? It's a time capsule. If you listen to those, I am one of the questions I asked a lot in talking to people about, yeah, so I used to be in this part of the country, but I moved out to LA to chase my dreams, or I got divorced, and, and this is... I would always ask, take me to that moment. Take me to the moment you commit to this idea, right? That you say, this is where I want to be. This is who I want to be. And and you make that full commitment. That's a scary point. That's a scary point in anyone's life. And I'm thinking of it in terms of simple things like, do I want to continue to do uh, my music show? Do I want to continue to do my Game of Thrones show? Ain't nobody listening. It's hard to break through. I just, I, I just put out a very, I'm very proud of this little tiny three minute essay. I put out a, a rumination really about two of my favorite Star Wars characters, Jar Jar Binks and, and Queen Padme Amidala. And it's a nice positive little rumination on these characters and the, and the theme they represent in Star Wars. Ain't no one listening to it. And, but if I had titled that episode, Why Jar Jar Binks Sucks or Why This Scene Ruined Star Wars, it would have hit the algorithm, would have gone, right? And, and, and so I'm like, what? I'm, I'm trying to measure all this. I'm trying to get to that point of what is next. And is this a failure? What is a failure? What is my wrongdoing? What is the situation's wrongdoing? Or, or, or is it just time? Or is it just time? I do a lot of changes. I've talked about that before with y'all. I get bored easily. I'm not a scripted person. Um, I, that's why sometimes I struggle in stand-up. Uh, I like bits. I like the art and the science of writing good bits and having an act and having a routine. That is the best way to build. It's a very special person, a very special performer that can build an entire set on crowd work or just free flow. And I mean, it doesn't always work and it's not always as cute as the comics think it is. But I, I, I struggle every time I go up to keep within the bounds, to color within the lines of my set. And that, so I'm struggling sometimes to find the best way forward. And so that, 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 that fuels my career. And I don't know if any of you out there do that. Some of you are probably listening going, no, I'm a, I'm a Google sheet. I have step one to step 30. That's how I get there. And that's maybe how I control some of these decisions or how I control some of the anxieties. Um, I have the other way. You, you put me one through 30, I start to become overwhelmed. That's when anxiety emerges. But in that, I'm trying to find the best way forward. I'm trying to make decisions. And these, I'm just talking about career stuff, but I'm fascinated about when you know 
And I guess it is about maybe trying to find your know, know yourself in that moment. I, I don't fully understand, um, uh, choosing my words carefully, I don't fully understand the journey of, of, uh, of a transgendered person, right? Number one, it's, it's not my experience. It's not my perspective. Um, I can ask, I can talk, I can, I can have those uh, wonderful folks as friends, but I'll never fully know or, or even family members, right? Like I, am, I don't fully understand the journey, but I'm forever in awe because I consider them some of the, if not, it's just some of the bravest humans around. I, I, I once had a, a particular polo shirt, like a particular specific polo shirt I got in, in or around 2005 or six. And I knew within six weeks of wearing that thing that this wasn't me. This wasn't who I was. And every time I put it on, it's like, it just doesn't feel right. It's not representing my state of mind. Maybe I'll get another polo shirt. So I, I had like six of these black polo shirts different cuts and you know this one makes me too fat this one makes me too thin but at the end of the day this one particular one was just it just i hated it got it again about 2005 or 6 i did not get rid of it till 2015 it's in so it's on a myspace photo it's on a facebook photo it's in some twitter photos it's in some collider photos that fucking shirt lasted so fucking long and every time i put it on i was like this this isn't me and it took me that long to get rid of a shirt I am not trying to make some one-off joke, but if you are walking around in a body that does not feel like it represents you, if you're walking around uh, with a, 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 a you know a, a public-facing gender that does not feel like you and represent you, and it takes a while to get there, and it's a t- takes a while for you to go, this particular path might be uh, some sort of failure for me, and I need to find out, is it me, is it this, is it a situation, or it is, is it time for something new, something um, very hard, a very hard road to hold, including the fact that many in society don't want me to exist. It took me from 2006, 2015 to get rid of a polo shirt. How, how do these brave souls come to that decision and commit to that idea? And I, I, I put that real struggle up against my, my bullshit career struggle, my bullshit career doubt. And I, I want to learn from that kind of situation. If you catch my drift, if that means anything or makes any sense to you, right? In any kind of situation like that, a religious conversion, um, um, again, career change, relationship change, anything. I'm giving this this big giant example of of uh, of a group of of people that, again, I, when I say I can't, I don't have that experience and I don't fully understand all the choices, but they don't need my understanding. They just need my love and support. And the belief that they are human beings who, who deserve rights and, and just the ability to exist and to be seen. I'll give them that because I am in awe of that, of that kind of understanding of self. They know who they are. And again, talking about the, the uh, transgender community, they are very aware of themselves, very aware of who they are. Versus a fuck like me walking around in a polo shirt, he doesn't feel uh, fits him right. But fuck all if I have a choice. You know, like, I want to learn from that. And and is it flippant of me to say I want to learn from that and apply it to my music podcast? I hope not. I hope it's not insensitive. But 
I want to uh, apply that kind of commitment and understanding of self in the face of, of mighty struggles. And I don't got those struggles, by the way. But I got stress exploding out of my face. I'm crying at my desk. I'm trying to make things work and release myself of what I feel doesn't properly represent me. The bitterness. I'm a grumpy fuck. I'm a grumpy fuck. And I got, and that's who I am. I'm David Harbour. I'm Harrison Ford and a press junket. I'm all of it. But even that's not for show, but it's a, it's a thing. It's me. It's just me. But the bitterness isn't me anymore. The bitters never should have been me. And I'm walking around in that skin going, this ain't right, but how do I commit to it? How do you wake up in the morning? You got all things figured out at night. You wake up in the morning and, and, and it, it, that, uh, it kind of dissipates. I don't know. Because that's what I'm going through right now. I was talking with a friend of mine um, on, on a very much needed uh, lunch slash uh, a stroll around Burbank. And uh, it was just saying, along with this bitterness conversation, just saying, you know, I realize where I'm at now at 46 in my life and career has a lot to do with what I let it uh, let happen. And what I didn't do and the chances I didn't take or the confidence I didn't discover or the self I didn't understand. The hard wiring from my uh, parents, uh, which um, wasn't even passed down. It just was, right? We all have that. That's not a, a, a finger wag or a blame. It's just a reality or, uh, you know, patterns. I have, I have some patterns I repeat uh, from my father and my mother, but um, some specific ones from my father uh, that I apply to uh, some of my career shortcomings and, and, and I uh, love him and, and um, he's a super talented artist that never got to develop that. And, and I don't, you know, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be that. So how do I, how do I untangle those hard wires? Uh, how do I, how do I do it? And I was just telling my friend, like, I, I know that I have, it's not just a matter of letting it go, but I have, you have to start today. Today I'm going to be me or today I'm going to find me. And I guess that's all you can do. There's other things, there's steps to take, yada, 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 you know what I mean. Get rid of the fucking polo shirt, right? But that's where I'm at, and it's tearing me up, because I've been, I've been, quite frankly, looking back a lot on the 25 years in L.A., and, and, and you look back a lot in the 25 years in L.A., or, or you look, look in your life. Again, I talk about my dumb experience, but I want to talk about your important experiences out there. After you graduated college or after graduated high school or after you moved, whatever, after you got married, all those things, all the things you may have done. All the things you may have done that led you here. And I always say there's a positive way to look at this too, right? Let's not forget that. I'm not all doom and gloom right now in my soul. A lot of the failings led to things that were future successes. A lot of the jobs that I hated led to people that I love uh, all, all, from, from grace now to just friends over the years. Like all that kind of, uh, that's something, that's a good way to look at it, right? But I, I also think you need to be realistic about, um, I guess not just about the choices. I, I've been pretty good at making or not making some choices that take me different directions and feeling pretty confident with it uh, in that regard. But just who I am has failed me a lot over 25 years in L.A., 
who I am has um, been the big stumbling block in front of me. Not others, not just the industry, not jobs I didn't get. It's I'm tripping over me. And I've been thinking a lot about that because quite frankly, I've been thinking, well, it might be time to pack up and punch out. And that thought has crossed my head so many times in the last month and I ain't going to do it. And I'm not saying that to scare anyone. I'm not saying that to uh, cause any kind of um, reaction or action from anyone. It's just where I've been at. The things that keep me uh, going are those around me, Grace particularly, the Chihuahuas especially, family and friends, and a good cheeseburger, right? <laughs> like all those things keep me going. But you look back and you go, man, I can't go back and I can't get unstuck and I, I am buried and what do I do? How do I get out of this? And that's when you start to think about, you know, you punch out. And I was telling my friend, this is just, I, I got to let that all go, man. I guess you can only get up and start tomorrow. I guess you can only do that tomorrow. I think, maybe, I don't know. I don't need anyone to, I don't need anything right now from anyone. I just need, I just need to hear about you, how you all dealing. How... How do you pick yourself up from the brick wall that you smashed into with your face repeatedly? You know? If you might hear in the background, my phone's going off because some friends of mine named uh, Josh and Mark or someone are texting me. Interrupted my show. Maybe I needed that. Maybe I need to slow down. I don't want to get dark, but how do you know, man? How do I, you know, again, how do I, it's not all negative. Uh, this this podcast is, is something that I'm really happy about doing, and it's something new. Saturday Night Napsock is not dead for those that liked that show. The characters still live in my head. I think I speak in Ted Jennings' voice at least two or three times a week to myself. Maybe a chihuahua hears me. With all the objects floating in the air, I want Nolan Guthrie to come back. I I, I miss Dr. Lancaster. But I, I, I have to be honest about, you know, I, that's a brick wall I kept squishing uh, my face up against. And now is not the time and maybe soon and maybe later. But here's where I'm at right now. And that was a good feeling. I seem to understand that. But how do I understand the big picture? Because I'm staring down the, the barrel of having to stop a lot of things I love to maybe just survive, which is, again, I'm not in the streets of Ukraine fighting for my country and my life. Uh, I'm not in Ohio uh, putting coffee into milk or watching it sizzle and, and getting no help from no one. I'm, I'm not dead on the street from uh, uh, over-aggressive uh, policing or uh, I'm, I'm not, uh, you know, uh, dead at a concert venue because uh, uh, another... A uh, person couldn't deal with the anger and stress in their life and were attached to a uh, um, a very negative image of what power and masculinity and, and problem solving is. You know, I, I, not any of that. Just a fucking dumbass podcaster turned to comic, turned podcaster, turned radio, turned fuckface. They can't fuck or f- fucking figure out how to make it, you know, after years of, of after years of, of trying. And finding certain levels of success, certainly. 
that's where I'm at. I don't know those. I don't know those answers. I, I I've said before, you know, it's, it's, it's a very I'm going. It's a very selfish state of mind. There's introspection, and then there's egocentric obsession with uh, your loss of self. That sounds like I'm a fucking internet doctor making up bullshit word salads. Like, uh, as Mark Marin calls Jordan Peterson, a, a Canadian doctor of misogyny. By the way, plug, for, I, I switch gears there. Absolutely want to plug Mark Marin's latest comedy special. Speaking of grumps, um, it, it was really good. And I've seen him do a lot of the bits live and work through the, the special over the last year at the comedy store, but he suffered a great loss and, uh, lot to do with grief in there and moving on and accepting it and laughing and crying and being in pain. So anyways, side note, check out Mark Maron's special on HBO Max. Not a paid sponsor. Be great if they were. They're not. And they won't. Anyways. I confess to hopefully fix. I confess to hopefully commiserate. I confess to hopefully inspire. Um, if that's part of the legacy I leave, then that's the legacy. Got to take a break. I don't want to leave you on that note. But because this is the blathering, I truly have no clue how I'm going to do that. If you're on the podcast, we take a commercial break. If you're watching on the video version on patreon.com slash Napsuck, you get a title card and some music. All right. I didn't even mute the mic. I took a swig of my energy drink, which, by the way, I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have. I shouldn't do that. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Mm. Mm. I just love to eat. I love stuff like this. That is why... I've been working out, doing a lot more cardio than I ever have in a while. Not running. Running's dumb. People who run and can pull it off, Grace can. She runs like two miles a night. God bless her. I cannot run. It destroys my innards. Ligaments, joints, spleens, soul. It destroys everything inside myself. It really, really, absolutely does. But I've been doing more cardio. Getting on the treadmill, walking, elevating. I got to get back to hiking, but it's it's been a tough time to get out and hike in LA lately. Not because of the weather, just it's been a lot, lot going on. But I just, <laughs> I love eating so much. I was thinking about pancakes today because I don't really like pancakes. I don't know if that's um, a hotter take. Then the fact that I like pineapple on pizza, but I don't know. Or that I hate In-N-Out hamburgers. I don't like pancakes. And the reason this came up is um, there's like a packet of pancake mix on the back of our stove that Grace got from some food service, one of the imperfect foods or whatever we do. And <laughs> and I, I it's been there for a bit. And the expectation is that I'll make us pancakes. Some vegan, gluten-free, good muckety-muck pancakes. 
And I do love cooking. I haven't cooked as much as I've liked to lately. Um, you know, when you're doing surveys for $5, you're not racing out to the grocery store to buy a bunch of ingredients. But I've been staring at that little pancake batter mix. And she's not, she's not asking. She just put it there. But I, I'm like, I got to, I, I need to make, we need to make those pancakes. But I, I realized this today. I don't like pancakes. And I just feel I need to say that. Talking about expressing truths, talking about getting rid of polo shirts and knowing who you are, that's it for me. That's, I don't like pancakes. And I feel so good saying that. French toast, if I have to choose, I'm going French toast. But really, waffles are the number one thing for me. Why? I'll tell you why. When the syrup pulls, oh, so good, so good. When, when the syrup pulls and puddles, into little waffle grooves and then the butter melts over it and the waffles get like kind of soft, not soggy, but softer and the butter. And I like, I like avocado oil of plant-based butter. And I'm telling you, you kids out there would not even know. I'm telling you, you wouldn't know. When you put, put that on there. Oh, it's just the best. There's been so many times in my life where I have gone out to breakfast or have gone late to a diner because I just had a show or something. And you, uh, I'll sit down and it's, it's always a diner because I love my diners, right? And I'll, ooh, I'll, I'll do that. I'll make that face. Ooh, pancakes. And... <laughs> And I'll make that decision. And the little voice in my head, there's all the little voices in my head. Hey, make the healthy decision. Maybe there's, I don't know, like cottage cheese and tomato you can get. Or, you know, get some egg white omelet or something. Eat some, eat some spinach, Popeye. Don't get the pancakes. There's that voice. And then there's the voice. I want you to get the waffles. Because, quite frankly, you almost get off talking about them. So you might as well get them. And then maybe, eh? There's that voice. And then there's a voice that's like, why are we at this diner? Why are we at this diner? Then there's the voice that's like, get the pancakes. Every time that voice, get the pancakes, is the asshole. I will get that pancake platter or whatever, the stack of pancakes, stack of flapjacks. Though I do love the line, Groundhog Day, Rick Overton, is it too early for flapjacks? Is That's one of my favorite comic lines of all time. As is Leslie Mann's. Let's get some fucking French toast. I oh, love that four-year-old version. But the the plate of pancakes shows up every time, and I'm like, oh yeah, look at this stack of goodness. And I again, I love syrup. Like if if they were to make another Austin Powers, they could cast me as some kind of villain, like Syrup Man. Oh, I love syrup. I just pour it all over my enemies. And, and and then take one bite and then I can't finish it because that's what happens. Every time the plate comes down and maybe there's some there's some syrup. I love a good boysenberry syrup and there's like a whipped cream, put that on there, maybe a banana slice, a strawberry slice, some sort of fruit basket on my pancake and um, no nuts, you jerks. People like want some nuts or something. No, it's not an ice cream sundae. And even then, keep those away from my sundaes. And it all looks great. Right? I'm so, because I love to eat and I love food and I love sugar. I went today, I went to that lunch with my friend 
We met at a, at a local donut shop that also makes sandwiches. And yes, I had a donut. Thank you very much. Before my sandwich. But I took the first bite. I had a, I had a, I had a ham and, and cheese sandwich, like a deli sandwich on a, on a French roll. And, you know, again, I do try to keep vegan at home, but outside the walls, you know, if I want a piece of meat in my mouth, I put it there. And uh, that first bite of that sandwich, like I had to take a moment. It was the most unhealthy sandwich. My stomach turned immediately, but God damn it, it was so good. God damn it, the mayo. And we're talking like it was too much mayo. It was dripping like onto the paper out of the sandwich. And it was just, everything was slathered. Like when things are slathered, and I was so happy I took that bite. But by the time I got home, I was like, I shouldn't have done that. And that's every first bite of pancakes with me. And I don't care. And by the way, if you love pancakes, you love pancakes. This isn't a competition. Life is not a debate show all the time. But for me, pancakes are are just that. You, you, you know, you, uh, you get the stack and everything looks beautiful and you're like, I'm sinning and I'll deserve this, right? This is like when you go to Vegas and you're like, anyone want to go to the gentleman's club? God says we shouldn't, but I'm going to do it. And then you walk out, you're like, that was maybe an experience I didn't want to have. That's pancakes to me. Yes. Strip clubs and pancakes together at last. That's what I'm saying. That's what's happening here. I, uh, Take the bite. And I don't, again, I, again, I was, I was starting to say, but anyone, anyone who loves pancakes, I don't want your advice. Just like you don't want my, I gave you my advice on waffles, but you don't want it. I don't need your advice on how to keep the pancakes from drying up or how the syrup vanishes. It evaporates. I have, there's, everyone always gives me, I don't, it doesn't work. Just be honest with yourself. It doesn't work. The syrup gets soaked up by those pancakes like it's a dish rag that's been there for months, soaking up your dirty, soapy, dirty dishwater every time. And I realize it within the first bite. It's not even like I get two bites. First bite, well, that was good, sin. Second bite, it's immediate. Back in the day, this is where I'm at in my life, and we're about to wrap up this show. Back in the day, I would have done a Knapsack Files, three things on pancakes. And I would have tried to make it as witty as I could. And maybe there would have been some finer points to it. Maybe I would have brought on a fun guest. You know, a guest from, I knew from comedy or digital media. We would have rapped uh, about pancakes and wax poetic about waffles. I'm so glad I don't do that just by itself anymore. But I just did do 15 minutes on why I hate pancakes. This podcast, The Blathering, here on the Napsock Network, please subscribe. Tell your friends. If people think I died after I left Collider, let them know I'm here. Let them know this is one podcast hosted by someone who didn't sexually harass all the women at the old company. Let them know, please. But I'm happy that I can openly talk about my hate of pancakes and admit that to myself and admit that to you as well as the other stuff. And hopefully, hopefully it matters. And yes, I need some more water because I just said, hopefully, hopefully sounds like 
the name of some kind of bunny in an animated movie. I'm out of here. Thank you for those who watched on the Patreon-only video version. I moved really close at this point in the show to the camera, but my mustache is covering up the very stressful-looking cold sore. I have to admit to judging people with cold sores in the past. There's some people I loved and cared for who's had them. That, that wasn't the problem. But I'm talking like people at work, my old job. I remember one guy used to get him. I was like, of course you do. I think you go out in the parking lot and give head to exhaust pipes on cars. Yes, of course I think you do. Like, I, I, I judge. And I never had one. I was like, well, I've never had one. Right? That's the dummy. That's, that's where we all got it. We all maybe start with that way. And unless you're a, you know, one of those comics that's afraid to get, don't cancel me for one of those fuckers. Uh, we all grow from that where I didn't get cold sores, so therefore it wasn't my experience, and I judged you for your experience. Well, now here I am. I try to be more sympathetic to other people's journeys and perspectives, and now I have the cold sore. So there you go. You want to think about this episode? You want to learn from it? If you're on a, you know, at work right now and you got headphones in, when the show ends, here, and people are like, what were you listening to? You go, an educational podcast, and you go, well, yeah, what did you learn? One day we all will have cold sores. So tread lightly and lead with empathy. I think so. I think that's the lesson. I'm an idiot. Why do you guys like me? Don't forget to support my buddy and your buddy, Jeff Saunders. Go to stbaldricks.org slash participants slash Jeff Saunders 2023. Do it for me. Visit my website for more. We'll see you. Bye.